0: KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.
1: Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, December 27th. Border businesses and holiday shopping. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. According to the latest state figures, the number of people hospitalized with COVID-19 in San Diego County rose by more than 20, for a total of 355. Meanwhile, ICUs are taking care of a few less people. County public health officials reported more than 2,300 COVID-19 cases in the county last Thursday. The county does not offer updated numbers over holidays or weekends. Meanwhile, the county expects the first shipments of two oral antiviral drugs to treat COVID 19 in the coming days. It was a chilly and wet holiday weekend, and while there was some sunshine on Sunday, another storm is expected in the county today. That's according to the National Weather Service. The San Diego region saw up to three-quarters of an inch of rain in some areas over the weekend, up to an inch of rain in the mountains. The NWS says temperatures will stay cold, and rain is expected today through Tuesday morning before things start to clear up again. It's time to take down that glittering Christmas tree, and the City of Coronado is offering Christmas tree recycling starting today. Trees can be dropped off into roll-off dumpsters at Glorieta Bay Boat Launching Ramp parking lots or the Kays Park parking lot through January 15th. More information can be found on the City of Coronado's website. In the North County, the City of Carlsbad is partnering with Waste Management to offer tree recycling. Through January 15th, trees can be dropped off at various parks and other sites in the community. More information can be found on Waste Management's website. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.
1: Nearly 300 businesses in San Isidro closed for goods since the pandemic began in March of 2020. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis visited one of the lucky ones, a shopkeeper who managed to stay afloat and even reunited with old customers during the holiday shopping season.
0: About 95 percent of the customers who shop along San Isidro Boulevard live south of the border. So when the federal government lifted a non-essential border travel ban in November, business owners began welcoming back customers they hadn't seen in nearly two years.
1: It's like a fresh air, you know. Like Last year was very depressing, you can say, it, but this year looks like Christmas.
0: Thank that was Sunil Gakreja. He owns Sunny Perfumes. And although his sales aren't back to pre-pandemic levels, he says they're much better than they were when the border was still closed. It's a common trend in San Isidro. Jason Wells, executive director of the local Chamber of Commerce, says that the holiday shopping season could not have come at a better time.
2: Well, it means we get back to living. Um, you know, we're still, we're still not quite, uh, you know, 100% of, of pre-pandemic, uh, but we're certainly in a lot better space than we were in October.
1: And that was reporting from KPBS Border reporter Gustavo Solis. This week, we'll be airing a number of stories on new laws taking effect in California in 2022. First up is a new law mandating California cities to provide organic recycling. That means eggshells, fruits and vegetable peels and other food scraps can be dumped in with yard waste to be recycled into compost. But as North County multimedia reporter Alexander Wynn tells us, a majority of cities in San Diego County aren't ready to provide that service.
2: When food scraps go into landfills, they produce methane as they decompose. Known as organic waste, it is 20% of the state methane's emissions, which is a potent greenhouse gas. Come January 1st, a new law mandates cities and counties in California must provide curbside organic recycling. The idea is that residents can dispose of their food scraps into the green yard waste bins. Those bins will be picked up with the weekly trash service. But in San Diego County, most cities are not ready to roll out the service come the new year. Part of the reason has to do with contracts with the waste haulers for various cities.
1: And that was North County Multimedia reporter Alexander Wynn. A pair of new laws will make it easier to build duplexes and multifamily housing in California. CAP Radio's Ed Fletcher reports.
2: Duplexes, triplexes, and fourplexes could start popping up in neighborhoods currently zoned for single-family housing thanks to one of the bills. Lawyer Rafa Sonnenfeld with Yes in My Backyard says it's a return to a time before single-family zoning was used to exclude minorities. Duplexes are... the the gentlest way that we can add much needed housing in a way that fits in with the existing character of a neighborhood. We already have lots of duplexes and, and smaller apartment buildings in our historic neighborhoods. The other bill makes it easier for local governments to build multifamily housing by bypassing much of the environmental review. John Heath with Our Neighborhood Voices called the bill's bad policy likely to result in unintended consequences. He says institutional investors will exploit loopholes, adding gas to an already overheated housing market. Being able to upzone that property obviously makes it much more valuable as a commodity for those investors and developers that are seeking to capitalize on how many units can you squeeze per square foot or per single family lot. The laws take effect January 1, but Our Neighborhood Voices is pursuing a ballot measure that would shift land use control back to local governments.
1: And that was Cap Radio's Ed Fletcher. Another new law taking effect in 2022 will require California community colleges to create a policing curriculum. CAP Radio's Sarah Mises Tan has more.
2: The bill was introduced by Representative Reggie Jones-Sawyer of Los Angeles. It would require community colleges to create a policing curriculum and mandate all new officers be at least 21 years old. Christy Gardner is a professor of criminal justice at CSU Fullerton. So right now you have some cities that
1: only hire officers with a college degree. Those municipalities tend to be highly resourced. And so what this will do is it will more equitably
2: distribute educated officers across California. The new curriculum, which would include ethnic studies, is projected to be introduced in 2025 with the first officers graduating in 2027.
1: And that was CAP Radio's Sarah Mises Tan. Coming up, whether or not your home is at risk for wildfire is becoming an increasingly more complicated question to answer due to the effects of climate change. And critics say current state fire maps aren't just outdated, but outright flawed. We'll have more on that next, just after the break. State fire maps may soon show even more homes and buildings at risk for wildfire. After years of delay, the California Department of Forestry and Fire Prevention says it's almost ready to release new fire hazard severity maps. CAP Radio's Chris Nichols explains why they matter.
0: When the Tubbs fire burned his home in Santa Rosa to the ground, Brian Fees didn't dwell on his loss. He rebuilt. He didn't know about CAL FIRE's color-coded maps, orange for zones of high wildfire risk, red for very high. He was in the suburbs. He just assumed he'd be safe. Now he wonders whether that's still true. Climate change is making risk a moving target. Places that used to be safe aren't safe anymore. and, And firefighters need to understand and reflect that that change. The state's wildfires now routinely set records in size and destruction. Here's CAL FIRE chief Tom Porter at an August news conference. Fires are burning in ways that nobody has seen before. Yes, I keep saying that, you keep hearing that, but it is absolutely true. What's also true is that it's been 14 years since CAL FIRE last designated zones where fire risk is high. Critics like Rick Halsey of the California Chaparral Institute say CAL FIRE's existing maps aren't just outdated, they're also flawed. He points out that in Santa Rosa, the Tubbs fire returned to neighborhoods the state hadn't deemed risky. This is what's so tragic. That area burned twice before virtually in the same footprint in the previous 100 years. And so Why that history wasn't incorporated into the fire severity maps is a mystery to me. CAL FIRE spokesman Daniel Berlant says this time around, the state's approach will be different. Old maps focused on geographic hazards like forests and canyons where fire spreads. New maps will reflect new science about climate hazards, including extreme winds that push wildfire farther. The argument that we need to be mapping these areas and and need to get on it sooner is real because we're seeing more of these wind-driven fires that take embers into areas that historically were not even designated uh, with a fire hazard level. Berlant says incorporating the climate change has been slower and more complicated than planned. We wanna get the science right. CAL FIRE expects risky zones to get bigger, especially in areas where homes and wildlands meet. That could make it harder to build in forest and foothill areas, according to Stacy Heaton. She's an advocate for the rural county representatives of California. She says the new maps will hamper local governments already under pressure to solve the state's housing crisis.
1: The state's telling them they have to build so many housing units per year. Even in the high fire hazard severity zones, they have to strike that balance between fire mitigation but also Building these low income housing units.
0: And in these zones, new development needs wider roads, more fire stations, and hydrants. New homes must have fire resistant walls, decks, and roofs. And all homeowners in risky areas have to clear defensible space. Heaton says recent arrivals, people who moved to rural California in the pandemic, may not think about that enough. Overall, more people are likely to live in new risk zones. In Sonoma County, Brian Fees says local officials should put the map in every mailbox.
1: In my opinion, they should push it—not just passively provide it, not just uh, it's available on, you
0: know, page 312 of the county's website—but they should push it. Fees isn't in a high-risk zone yet, but like other homeowners who've lived through wildfire lately, he's more eager now to see what the updated maps reveal.
1: And that was Cap Radio's Chris Nichols reporting from Sacramento.